Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there and thanks for joining us. Coming up on this episode of the podcast, a big upgrade to some very popular Cork accommodation and a recruitment drive for an important Leaside charity. But we have been tracking the return of lots of popular events in Cork this summer and the latest one to make a really colourful comeback is Volvo Cork Week. It's promising something for everybody in and out of the water and here to tell us what it's all about, I'm delighted to be joined by the Vice Admiral of the Royal Cork Yacht Club and the Co-Chair of Volvo Cork Week, Anna-Marie Fagan and the CEO of the sponsors, Johnson & Perrett Motor Group, uh, Mark Whitaker. You're both very welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Is it nice to be back, Anna-Marie, planning and being confident that this is actually going to happen? Oh, it's busy. It's busy. <laughs> it's great. It's great. We're back out in the water now for a few months and uh, the buzz is absolutely brilliant. People have been pent up for so long. They're just delighted to get back racing. And when you're planning an event like this, I mean, did you plan it during lockdown and it had to be cancelled? I presume there was a 2020 event. Were you brave enough to, to put forward a 2021 event that had to, had to go oh, by the no. wayside? No, it's every two years. It's biannually. So uh, Cork Week's every two years. So we, we had no choice, really, but to wait until 2022. Uh, now, uh, it was our tricentenary celebration, so it was a double blow to, to have to cancel it. But it, it it had to be done, you know. Yeah. Um, there was no choice. You have to put people's health and people's welfare ahead of everything. And, and that's what the club had to do. But um, it's great to be back now. And, and we're, we're creeping up towards 200 boats, which is amazing. We're both coming from France. We're both coming from the UK. We have um, lots of boats from Dublin and all our local boats. Uh, and it's really exciting. Mm. I, I've actually been out uh, covering this as a reporter. I, I'm not I'm not familiar with boating, uh, but I've seen mm-hmm. the activity and the enjoyment that it brings to people who take mm-hmm. part in the race every year. But it's the work that is carried out in advance of that that always fascinates mm-hmm. me. Because Crosshaven, it just doesn't happen by accident. No, and that, that's our job is to, is to make sure it looks effortless. And when people come, like we were voted the best and the, the best fun regatta in Europe and we're going to keep that reputation. We want everybody who comes to enjoy the hospitality and everybody, the whole village gets involved. Like we have a family fun day on the Sunday and that's going to stretch from the club right up to Camden Fort. We have an amazing fort at Camden. We have an amazing um, a Piper's Fun Fair in the village. There's now boats leaving from the pier going out on the harbour every day. And between the, there's a large boat and there's uh, ribs. So there's huge opportunity for everybody to come and enjoy what's going on in the whole of Crosshaven, mm. not just the Ottawa. Yeah, and of course, I remember somebody saying to me once, it's much better than cows, which didn't mean anything to me. I thought it was an agricultural reference, but I believe it's it was a compliment <laughs> of the highest order. So yeah. what are the key dates for the races, Anna-Marie? Uh, it's starting on the 11th of July, and it goes Monday to Friday, the 11th of July to the 15th of July. Uh, the Wednesday, we hope to have the harbour race, but there'll be racing viewpoints all over the harbour every day of the week. So if you go to the new park in Ringeskiddy, have you been there? Oh, I have. It's very nice. Isn't it amazing? So if, you, if you're there, you'll see boats from there, the Promenade and Cove, Camden Fort, 
or um, Rotary Point, any of those places, you will see amazing spectacles of sailing there mm. for the week. Well, one of the uh, things that the, the uh, race has been accused of previously was being a bit elitist, that, you know, you had to you had to be like Reggie on the Black Rock Road uh, to, to, to get in. <laughs> and I know that you've been doing tremendous work down there to make it as inclusive as possible. It, it's, it's no longer an elite experience. People from right no. across Cork can enjoy it. Absolutely, absolutely. Like there's a 1720, which is a, a one design boat, and we have at the moment 45 of those entered, and we're going to get it up to 50 by hook or by crook. So if you can imagine 50 of the exact same one design boat racing against each other, so it's just skill. It's nothing to do with you know all the crews have to be the same weight, the boat is the same weight, the boats are the same type, so it's down to skill, and that is some fun. That's mm. the Grand Prix of racing here in our own harbour. Yeah, and anybody can come sailing. We have adult sailing programs we have get into sailing programs we have tri sailing programs so if you want to get to sailing Cork Harbour you sure can yeah absolutely there's lots of ways of doing it Mark are you are you a man who'd be out on the water or do you prefer the, the landlocked exercise of driving around in a nice Volvo no I I, I spend most of my leisure time on the water Jonathan and it's something that's very close to my heart apart from the business interest through Volvo and through the wonderful sponsorship we have for Volvo Cork Week it is something that Volvo have invested a lot in. I suppose you are Volvo's representative in Cork with Johnson & Parrott. So what does the sponsorship mean to you? Well, it's a wonderful opportunity to support uh, a wonderful sport that uh, enables people to spend real time outdoors and, and enjoy our wonderful harbour in Cork. Um, and it's very close to Volvo's heart. As you know, Volvo for many years were involved in the organisation of the of the Around the World race, uh, the Volvo Ocean race. So sailing has always been very close to the Volvo brand. And it's wonderful that over the last uh, 10 or so years, we've been able to bring that right home to Cork uh, in terms of sponsorship for this event mm. and and on the on the day and in, in, during the races uh, there's a lot of activity on shore as well the key message that Volvo will be pushing across is one of sustainability isn't it there's a migration towards electric vehicles but uh, you know sustainability involves more than just that Yes, and I suppose the two things really are sustainability and and safety. And Volvo is is is, is leading the way on both of those uh, headings. We'll have a, a a really good display of all Volvo product, uh, particularly around electric and um, plug-in hybrid. We'll have all of those cars in Crosshaven for people to see, and and uh, we'll have representatives on site to talk to people who want to uh, discuss any of the models in any more. Mm, absolutely, but they do stay landside. They do not head out to sea, just in case anyone has any notions that this is a car they like the look of in the car park of the RCYC. The one thing, Anna-Marie, that you cannot guarantee is the weather. I mean, it's been a bit fudgy of, of late. Uh, hopefully, by the time we get to July, you'll have good weather to, to contend with. Uh, we, we would love good weather, but we have to go out to sail in all types of weather, so we don't have a choice about that. Yeah. You know, you just put on, as somebody says, it's never bad weather, it's bad gear. So put on the coat and head out. Um, <laughs> that's all we can do, put on plenty of gear and go. Now we have a lot of, we have a ladies lunch on the Wednesday and we would love sunshine for that. And Volvo's, one of Volvo's brand ambassadors is coming down. She's a marine scientist to talk about sustainability on the Sunday. So there's a lot of action on and off the water. But as you say, a lot of race officers, a lot of volunteers, which we really have to thank. They, they give up their free time to come and and like effortlessly go out day and night to help. They're, like There's over 200 people running this event in the background 
and we're very grateful to all our sponsors um, Volvo in particular Cork County Council Port Cork are a great help to us but also Musto Heineken and um, Monkey Rum they, they all you know really really love this event yeah. because it's a fun great event people are out on the water having fun enjoying our beautiful harbour so it's, 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 it captures everything for us. Absolutely, it does. If you're interested, corkweek.ie is the website. All the information that you need about all the events that Anna-Marie was talking about is on there and details of those sponsors as well. Anna-Marie Fagan, Vice Admiral of the Royal Cork Yacht Club and Co-Chair of Volvo Cork Week and Mark Whitaker of Johnson & Parrott. Thank you both very much for joining us. The best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie. Height of the summer, or so they tell us. Uh, So everyone's thinking about their holidays in the next couple of weeks. There was good news for our next guest as the summer tourist season got into gear. The self-catering lodges at Photo Island Resort have been awarded five-star status from Foyle to Ireland, which is no mean feat. The general manager for the resort at Photo Island is John O'Flynn. Uh, John, it's lovely to talk to you again. How are you? Very good, very good. And yeah, and absolutely delighted with that news. I mean, the, the, the time and effort that the team put in here in Foyle to meet that accreditation uh, was huge. I suppose we, some good work that we did during the COVID pandemic, yeah. but no, delighted that it has paid off. It's a it's a fantastic achievement and a fantastic reward for, for all the staff members involved. Now, to be fair to the team at Photo Island, the place is sparkling like a new pain. I've been there a couple of times uh, since lockdown ended and it has real credit to you, but I didn't realise you'd put so much effort into the houses. I presume it was more than a lick of paint. It was. Oh God, it was. I mean, first of all, the the, the self catering um, industry in Ireland. I mean, it is it is the growth a product that people want when they're going on holidays. People love the flexibility of staying in a self-catering apartment or self-catering house and definitely the 131 lodges that we have on site here, they are a go-to destination for people not only in Ireland but from all over Europe who come to Cork on holidays and I think it's just it's the freedom, it's the flexibility that when you're staying in a house, staying in self-catering that you that you have but nowadays people want all the luxuries that are available in your hotel room as well. So also credit goes to Fault Ireland for bringing out the new the, the new accreditation which allows self-catering go to five star. But it really answers the customer's need. It answers a business need. And absolutely, it is the growth, industry, growth area in industry at the moment. Mm. Uh, so w- when you're looking at houses, do you, do you know the type of guest who will want to stay in a house versus staying in the hotel, given, you know, both options are decent? Absolutely. In the majority of time, it's families. Um, and what you are families are groups of families coming together. So what we find is that we have, say, three families coming together, taking three lodges. Kids will all be able to play in the common areas together, be able to share babysitting duties. Again, not having to worry about what time is breakfast being served, what time is dinner is being served. They can go and come as, as they please. Kids can sleep over in their different lodges, watch movies all night, do all the things that kids want to do when they're on holidays. And it's it takes a huge amount of the stress away from parents when you have a setup like that. It's 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 a real easy go to system. Mm. And what we also have, we're looking here in photo, 
we find that while you have, say, family reunions and where um, the children and grandchildren will stay in the lodges, parents will stay in the hotel, and then they have the opportunity to come up to the hotel every once in a while, treat themselves, have a family get-together meal above in the hotel, and that's the way the way it works. Okay, that's a, um, can I just say, that's a wonderful idea that I'd never thought of. Store the kids down with the grandparents in the house, and I stay up in the five-star. That's a, that's, that's a great idea, John. I'm glad you gave me that one. <laughs> That's it. Now, also, our, our self-catering are very popular with um, sports teams who come to visit and train on the facility. So we've a team in this weekend. And then over the summer, we have some of the first division teams coming from soccer or from England. We have Stoke are coming, Millwall are coming, and we've, we've two other in the pipeline that we can't talk about yet. But teams, again, love that you know, communal feeling that they're all staying together, but yet they don't have that kind of claustrophobic having to stay in a, a hotel room for a week. Yeah, That's the, the which, yeah exactly. And, and that can that can add uh, discomfort, uh, even if it is a lovely hotel room. Um, John, we're heading into the busiest season that you'll have had, uh, it's fair to say, in the last two years. What's it like to have everything at, at full tilt? And, and I suppose following on to a conversation we're going to have in a minute, how difficult it is, is it to get the people you need uh, to, to keep the standards where you want them. Okay. Um, no, first of all, we're all delighted. I mean, anybody who's in the hospitality sector, we're all outgoing people. We're all social animals. We all want to be interacting with people, talking to people. And, you know, I was often here in photo on my own during the pandemic, and it is one lonely, lonely place. A little bit like but The Shining you... by the sound of it. Exactly. That's exactly it. But definitely now that people are back on site, it's great to see the place busy, great to see people around. And you're right, the level of demand for people who either want to get away from holidays that they had previously booked that were honouring right through the system or people who just want to get away for a break. You know, level of demand. I've never, it's an un, it's unprecedented at the moment, the amount of demand that's out there. Now, we're lucky, I suppose, here in photo. We, while yes, definitely, there's a staff a staff shortage. It's not as pronounced here, and I suppose maybe because we're so close to the towns like Cove, Carrigtool, Middleton, and Glenmire, where we where we pull our um, pull our workforce from. But it, definitely, the career professional waiter, bartender, chef that is proving very difficult at the moment. But I think that's something that'll will take two or three years to wash to wash through. Mm, okay, well, uh, hopefully uh, everyone will have the great experience that you have planned for them when they get there That's over it. the course of the next few weeks. PhotoIsland.ie is the website if you want to have a look at how those houses have really made the five-star grade. John, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. John O'Flynn of Photo Island. Perfect. If you or someone in your family is looking to start a career in caring for others, well, our next guest is hosting an event that could be a big help. Cope Foundation is one of Ireland's largest disability organisations and is holding a recruitment open day in West Cork next week. Cope's chief executive is Sean Abbott. He's with me now. Hello, Sean. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. Um, this is an opportunity, I suppose, that comes along once in a while, doesn't it? That uh, you, you have a big recruitment drive like this. Yeah, it comes along very rarely. We we go out on very specific recruitment drives, but we're going on one in West Cork particularly at the moment. Who are you looking for and what are the jobs? We're looking for people who want to work with people with intellectual disabilities and their autism. Um, we're looking across a variety of roles. Particularly, we're looking for nurses, care staff, social care workers, um, and anybody who's got experience with working with people with intellectual disability. Okay, so it's a very, very broad church, if I could put it that way, but people would require a certain amount of training, would they? 
They would. We have a requirement currently for at least a QQI level five qualification. And what's that to somebody who doesn't have one? Basically, it, it's um, a basic uh, deg- uh, care qualification. It's, it's an entry level qualification, I suppose, is the, is the best way to describe it. But we are um, looking at providing um, training in-house for people who don't have that qualification yet, but would still like to commence a career in uh, working with people with disabilities. Mm. How competitive a market is it uh, to get staff at the moment, Sean? It's extremely competitive. Um, the whole social care sector is very challenged at the moment. We're getting sufficient numbers of staff to work um, in all settings. Um, you know, we have problems recruiting staff to work in day settings, residential settings, uh, respite, home support, right across the board. We have uh, staff shortages. How has that actually happened, though? Because COPE was always a very good place to work for. People always wanted to to work there because of the type of career, very fulfilling, and, you know, there was job security and all of that. So I suppose, is, is this a reflection of the wider issues in, in the market at the moment that if, if, if people are looking for a job, they've got a lot to choose from? I think that's part of it. I think we, we've noticed a, a sharp change in our ability to recruit people after the pandemic. Um People are looking at their choices. They're looking at their options. I think there are more options for people now. You see people leaving the area of social care and care generally to move into other sectors you know, that they can get opportunities in. Um, I think it's an issue for every industry and every sector at the moment, You know, the recruitment of staff. You've been involved in the care sector your entire career, Sean. Um, how would correct. you How would you sell it to somebody who maybe is either after finishing the Leaving Cert or is uh, looking um, at college courses or finishing college courses this year? Um, well, for me, it's always been about the effect the work that I do can have on people and the changes you can see people um, going through throughout their life stage. So if you want a career that is challenging, but also very fulfilling in terms of your giving back, you're supporting somebody to achieve, um, you're, you know, you're a positive influence on somebody, then this is the kind of career you need to be part of. I've had a fantastic career. I've met fantastic people. There are lots of challenges, but there's also lots of successes and there's also lots of joy and happiness in what we do. Okay, um, We can't do everything for everybody. We'd love to be able to do as much more for everybody. But the benefits of working and seeing the change, the development, the growth, the, um, I suppose, the, the, the care that you can deliver to somebody is, is worth, to me, it's worth more than, you know, huge salaries, huge bonuses, all this kind of stuff. Okay. It's... It's the fulfilment, I think, of a, of a job like this. It's seeing the interaction with people, their interaction with each other. If you look at what's going on this week with IMART out in Musgrave Park, teams, you know, mixed ability rugby teams all over, from all over the world coming together to play rugby. That's based from, that, that came about as a result of somebody who worked in COPE with an idea um, to bring people together to, to, to learn, to grow, to play, to 
to socialise together. Mm. That's it, the kind of work that you do in Cope Foundation. Uh, yeah, and people really care about it when they do work there. I know a lot of people who work in Cope and it, it really does come through. The event is being held in Clonakilty on Wednesday, June the 15th from 4 to 8pm. Cope-foundation.ie is the website address. And if anyone has any questions or information, they'll, they'll find all the information they need on that website. They will. And they can also, if you look at Cup Foundation and Resumo as well, you'll be able to look at the, the, the jobs on offer there as well. OK, brilliant. Sean Abbott, CEO of Cope Foundation. Thanks very much for joining us on Red Business, Sean. Thanks very much. That is it from this episode. Thank you so much for listening. RedFM.ie is where you'll find every episode of the podcast. Kira McDonough was the producer and we'll catch you, as always, on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.